edition of our Players Only Podcast, Kicking It. I'm Matt Harmon. This is the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. This is when we get to spend some time and uh, dive a little bit deeper into some of those that you enjoy watching on the pitch at Red Bull Arena and part of Major League Soccer. Gordon Stevenson running our controls today. And our episode today, kind of uh, an interesting one, is we've, we've bounced back and forth between talking with some veteran guys over the span of the last uh, part of preseason. And now today we've got some of the young guns, the new up-and-coming New York Red Bull players. We'll have Brian White on a little bit later, but we kick it off here today with uh, Ben Mines, who's good enough to start us off here with episode number three. First of all, how are you? Ah, I'm glad to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem at all. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you, uh, and I want to ask probably the, one of the most important questions that will come out of preseason. I'm sure you're involved with it, I'd have to think. And if you're not, I'm going to apologize in advance. And this is a stereotypical age question. Who is the best FIFA player on the gaming system? It's me. Like, I, already, I already know it. I haven't played a lot of the guys. You know, I'm big into Fortnite right now. But you're a Fortnite guy. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Omir are roommates. And we're just switching on and off the sticks, trying to get as many wins as we can. Oh, Fortnite guy. So you're not a FIFA guy. No, I'm, I'm a big FIFA guy. You know, I'm, I talk to Mike Abel a lot. Uh, and he's at the uh, Foot Champs Cup right now. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm still a big FIFA guy. I just like to change it up. You like to mix it up. A little variety is good in life. You know, because I, I remember having this conversation, and it'll be a guy that I'll, I'll, we'll talk about, obviously, um, because of his career path. And as a former homegrown guy, I remember talking with Tyler within the span of the last year or so, and it seemed to be Tyler or Derek, Tyler or Derek. So now that Tyler's gone, I would have think that Derek probably thinks he's the best FIFA guy. That's not the case. That's what you're telling us here today on our Players Only podcast. I can guarantee that's not the case. If, if I'm not the best, then I'll definitely give him a run for his money. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think we've, we've probably created a nice rivalry that can exist during the course of this uh, 2019 season. Um, so you just mentioned you are rooming in preseason with Omer Fernandez. We talked to him a couple episodes back on on our podcast as the newest homegrown signee for this New York Red Bull organization. You also have that tag. And it seems as you look up and down the roster, um, it, it, it seems to be something that obviously with this franchise stands out. Guys that come up through the academy that have the opportunity to sign a professional contract. Um, it, it's something that the more that it continues to happen, I would even think for you, having it happen a year ago to see the next signee, it probably makes you proud. Yeah, I mean, it's I've, I've known Amir for four years now. He's a good friend of mine and, and he's an extremely good player. I mean, I followed him at Wake Forest. You know, he was, did amazing there. And, you know, he's just another guy that the system has produced just like me and you know there are other guys in the camp too that have the potential to come up and sign as well and I think that's that's the beauty of the club is that they have so much faith in the younger guys that they want to they want to give us all a chance so you say the system right and we can put quotes around that it's the system it's the Red Bull system whether you are brand new into the academy at U12 U13 all the way up through the senior team at Major League Soccer everyone's in line trying to do the same or very similar type concepts and themes. How easy has that made it for you, Ben Mines, to move up through the system? I mean, it's it's been I don't want to say easy, but it's it's allowed me to have a lot of opportunities to to push myself to the next level. 
And, you know, from my first year at U14, I wanted to be on the U16 team. And, you know, I moved, I was able to move up the next year and push myself to the U18 team after that. And then to USL, and then I was able to get my first contract. So, I mean, to have a whole club going for the same goals, the same objectives, it, it makes it easier for a player to push themselves to the next level. So you mentioned Red Bull too, uh, a, a spot that you've played the last couple of years. I mean, you think you were there in 2016, you were there in 2017, you got some time there last year, even though everyone would said your major league soccer career started last season. For you, you do you almost feel like you've been a professional now for a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I, thankfully I was able to be a part of that, the USL uh, champion team. And that was a special experience for me and the same uh, the same the next year where we were able to make it to the conference championship and you know I felt like I played a pretty big role coming off the bench in that team and even so this year I mean I you know unfortunately towards the end of the year I, I got injured so that prevented me from getting some more minutes with them but I felt like I was still a big or I was still a part of that team. Was it difficult for you and, and I knew we were going to get there at some point and you just it's a perfect little lead-in was it difficult for you to have your year end the way that it did it's difficult for any player to be injured and miss significant time, but for you, just kind of getting started with your professional career, I'm sure you were you were probably sitting around scratching your head like, why did this just happen to me? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was tough to take in. The, as soon as I found out uh, that I was going to be out for the year, I was I was devastated because you know, sitting on the sideline, you you want to make a difference. You want to be out there with the guys, playing for each other, playing for the badge. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's the way the life, way life goes, and you know, that's the game we play. How good's your memory? Pretty good. Pretty good. March 10th, 2018, what happened? I, I scored my first goal. How was that? Man, I, it, was, it was unbelievable. I mean, I still remember, I still remember you calling the game, uh, and I hear it afterwards. Um, it was an incredible moment for me. I still go back and, you know, watch highlights of that game, just, gives me goosebumps still because it's just it's, it was my dream come true and I, I can't describe it as anything else so if I pulled up like the highlights from that game on on YouTube and it says I don't know whatever a million views how many of those views are yours how many times did you go back and relive that moment for yourself decent amount I mean that night I, I couldn't sleep just because I was just kept going back and watching it because it was just it was so important to me is I was so happy and just I, it was unbelievable when did you and I, and I have a recollection of that um, day and, and knowing that you were going to start and play and be involved with that game, which we can talk about in a minute. But when did you find out? So that game is on March 10th. When did you know that you were going to be part of that game? So I found out on thurs Thursday, I think. Yeah, so it was that Thursday I found out. And Jesse, I just walked into Jesse's office to say good morning. And he just said to me, very, very calmly no like build up to it he's like ben you're gonna start on saturday i was like okay cool and i walked out and it was just like it was it was a weird moment but it was just like trying to you know get together all my emotions and like, i didn't know how to feel at the time i was i was i was nervous i was excited i was i was confident too but you know i was also you know not confident these are mls guys i i was a little you know doubting myself a little bit but you know, I got to get on the field and, you know, I, two minutes in, I mean, I proved to myself, like, I can hang with these guys. And I knew the rest of the game that I could have, you know, performed well. 
So you play it cool walking out of your head coach's office. When you walk outside and probably go from building to building, is there any kind of emotion or do you try and really, I'll say bottle it up for lack of a better term, or do you go outside and do the typical, oh my God, let that scream out and I'm going to start in my first major league soccer game this weekend? Uh, I think I, I kind of kept it in the last practice. Um, I mean, I told, I told my mom, I told my agent, and, but I mean, I try not to make like a big deal of it. I just want it to be another game and for me to just go out there and play how I know how to play. Ben Mines joining us here on our Players Only podcast on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Kicking it. We will uh, spend some time talking with Brian White in a little bit. Um, so let's talk about for you, Ben, as you, as you move from last year after being injured, getting yourself rehabbed, back on the field now in preseason, um, how, how do you gauge for yourself w- what you might be able to do in the 2019 season? Hey, I mean, I'm just coming into preseason with the same attitude I did last year. You know, every, there's everything to play for right now, and we're, we're fighting for spots, and I just want to see where it takes me. Did you think, I'm going to reverse it actually, did you think after last year, after you got that start in March, did you think there was going to be more opportunity for you at the MLS level? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did think that. And, you know, I got, I was on the bench for a lot of the, uh, the following games. I even got to, you know, I was on the bench for our last CONCACAF game against Chivas. And, you know, I got to practice with the first team every day in, day out. And I, that was a huge opportunity in itself, just to be able to play with these guys, you know, go against the back, best back line in the MLS every day. And I feel like that was, you know, enough for me and it made me so confident as a player. How much over the course of, I'll say the last couple of years since you've been kind of in the mix, but definitely the last 12 to 18 months, let's even say a little bit more, how much has Ben Mines learned about himself that yes, I can be, and you, you referenced it when you, when you talked about that first start in that first game, it took me a couple of minutes, but then I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I, I can be part of this. I'm good, I'm good enough to be on the field with these guys. When you do train against the roster that New York has had the last couple of years, that's a pretty good little proving ground for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, every day is a new day, and you know, I just try to come out every day with the same attitude. Every game, you know, whether it be USL, first team, or even if I were to go down to the academy, I would still play the same as I would um, as I, if I were playing in the Premier League or in the World Cup. And I feel like that is one of my best attributes is, you know, I'm going to give it 110% every game and, you know, I, every practice. And I feel like that's it's really good for the atmosphere we have at Red Bull. So everybody from a homegrown standpoint, um, and I remember talking with Omir about this when we had him on, everybody kind of takes their own path. Sometimes guys go to school for a year. Sometimes they go for two years. Sometimes they go for three years before they sign their homegrown deal. For yourself, and I'll say a player like Tyler Adams, you decided not to go to college at all because I would have to imagine that you could have, in a way, had your pick of school from a, from a college soccer level was it was it a difficult decision to make to say I, I I don't really want that part of my life and I don't even necessarily mean from the soccer standpoint, but from the I'm 17 18 years old and these next four years are supposed to be the best part of my life for a lot of people. Not that you're skipping it, but you're just doing it in a lot in in a, in a massively different way than most other people do. 
Yeah, I mean, I was I was committed to Stanford for uh, for a year before I uh, decided to sign with Red Bulls, and for a good four or five months, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to go to school, get a good degree, play on a team that won three straight national championships uh, under a great coach, or you know, follow my dream and you know play professionally at eight, 17 years old. So it was. Probably one of the toughest decisions I've had to make in my life because I mean it just sets out a path for the next 10-15 years uh, but a lot went into it and I feel like one of the driving decisions or aspects of it was that if I were to go to college and you know I'm going for four years I'm you know I have a degree yeah but I'm getting out to my professional career at 22 years old and that's that wasn't something that I wanted to do. I wanted to go after this right now. And I felt like I had more than enough ability to practice with USL for, for two years. I had practiced with first team. And you know, I thought I could I could stand with these guys and I could compete with them to get a spot on this team. Did you look and listen, every player is different and certainly this is not the same position or even the same kind of player, but did you look at a guy like Tyler and say I mean, he, he's doing it. I'm going to try and almost follow the same path in a way. Yeah, I've looked up to Tyler since I was like 13 years old just because, you know, he's so mature in what he does, how he plays, and even off the field. And if you talk to him, he's just so – you'd think he's like 25 just by the way he talks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I looked at his path, and, you know, he signed at 15, 16 years old. And I thought, you know, why, why not go after it? This is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And if this guy can do it with such hard work and ability, I might as well give it a shot, too. So you're talking about your age, right, at, at 18 right now. Um, can, you, can you make a joke with Bradley Wright Phillips that he's going to understand, or Luis Robles, or are they going to look at you and say, oh, kid, come on, not, not today, not here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say I could throw a little banter in there and get a, or a small joke in with, with those guys, the older guys. Um, but you, we, you're right. We are like two you know, different generations. But it's, it's good to like listen to them and just listen to how they talk and what they're talking about and just absorb it all in just so I can you know, either mature as a, as a person or just you know, know what I'm talking about more and more. What's it? We can we can finish with one on the personal side, and then I'll ask you something about the season coming up. At at your age, what is it like to just let's say walk around um, your hometown and say I'm a professional soccer player? Because not a lot of people do that at your age, or a professional athlete of any sport. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely a different attitude um, that I have. I mean, when I was in high school, you know, I was. I spent most of my time with Red Bulls, you know, we always had games on the weekends, practice every day, you know, two hours of practice, two hours back. <clears throat> but, um, you know, being like back in my hometown, it, it, it feels good to be able to, you know, talk to people and, you know, just connect with people that I had good times with. Um, but I mean, I don't look at people differently just because, you know, well, I'm a professional athlete. I actually wonder if they look at you differently. I. I don't think so, or at least I hope not, because I don't really want people to look at me differently just because, you know, just because of uh, a label on me or something that I have. I just want, like, people to look at me 
as me. You're just an 18-year-old who loves Fortnite. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we've summed it up in one statement right there, right? Um, so let's finish about stuff on the field. Tell me um, what you are hoping for out of this 2019 season from an individual standpoint. I just want to keep growing as a player. Um, I'm still 18 years old, and I feel like I have to remind myself of that sometimes, that you know, I'm playing with guys who are 24, 25, 26 years old, and you know, I'm, you know, which is good. I'm trying to push myself to be as good as these guys, but you know, sometimes there, there are basics that I have to get down. There's stuff that I have to understand, and stuff that will come as time, with time as a player. Uh, in, in my development, and I think that's, um, yeah, just developing. And obviously, you know, I want to get on the field with the first team and you know get as many minutes as I can. But if I'm playing 25 games with USL, getting 60, 90 minutes each game, I'm perfectly content. Just because you know I need I need those minutes. I need to <clears throat> get those professional minutes so I can grow as a player. I appreciate you coming by, giving us a couple minutes. You, you've, you've made my day saying that you've gone back and listened to my call of that first goal for you. Uh, it was a special one for me. I remember calling it, and I hope it's always a special one for you. That is Ben Mines, the 18-year-old uh, homegrown star for the New York Red Bulls. We will take a quick time out here. When we come back, we'll stay on the use side of things, spend a little bit of time with Brian White. We are kicking it on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Back with our second segment of podcast number three. It is players only kicking it, and we are happy to be joined by second-year pro Brian White. As I say, second-year pro, meaning last year was your rookie season. What's it mean now to be already a year in to your professional career here with the New York Red Bulls? Yeah, I try not to take uh, any moment for granted. You know, I could these kind of this lifestyle can end at any moment. So you know, happy to be here. Happy to. Be involved that team for another year and just seeing if I can improve off of last year. You know, Brian, you're a, a New Jersey guy, right? Um, went to Hunter and Central, grew up in Flemington. If you could have scripted this the way that it's come out, you know, a lot of guys want to get away after they start their professional career. Some guys like you wind up being back home. You were you were a first round pick from uh, from New York, so your career is here. Is it is it good for you to be back in the Garden State? Sure, you know, all my friends and family are here. Uh, and I'm never, never alone. I got friends that live in New York City. I got family that lives in New Jersey. I got family that lives in Philly. You know, everything, I, my whole life is in this area and it's great to have them all here and enjoy the ride with me. You know, I think um, when you were drafted in the 2018 draft, I think some people almost got themselves confused a little bit because they're like, wait a minute, Brian White, he, he is a homegrown guy because he was part of the PDL with the U23s. Um, that obviously not being the case, but that experience playing with the U23 in the PDL um, obviously opened a lot of eyes to the people in the organization who then made the decision to, to draft you. The, those experiences are really important for young co college age soccer players. Yeah, for sure. You, you spend the summer training in a pro environment. You get games against some pretty good teams, especially, you know, a lot of them have college kids who are trying to go pro, and some of them are more experienced guys who are still playing. And then being involved with the Red Bulls or any MLS club, you, you get exposure to their 
their style of play. You can have opportunities to train with their second team, their first team. So it was a great uh, couple summers for me to improve and try and show what I can do for the staff. You think of the way that the the roster has been put together still in, in the preseason right now, and there's a, a huge, I would say, mix. There's the veteran guys, the Bradley Wright Phillips, the Luis Robleses, then, you know, the guys underneath them, the Aaron Longs, the Tim Parkers, the Sean Davises, and then a lot of young guys. So as you now are in your second year, still still trying to carve out your own professional career, how much do you talk to the guys that are behind you a year, the first year guys, to try and help them maybe through a difficult moment in preseason? Yeah, for sure. You know, I know it's like not so long ago I was in their shoes, and I know it can be a little bit intimidating to reach out to Louise or Brad or a couple of older guys, the guys who have more experience, and, you know, that kind of they to help him out, whatever. I, I remember Roy right now, who's first year out of UC Davis, so I try to help him out and coach him along the way and help him figure his way out. What did you learn last year in preseason that has made you a – and I'm not even talking about the season. I just mean specifically preseason. What did you learn in the preseason last year that has gotten you better and more prepared for the preseason this year? Uh, I think it's just not to be afraid to put yourself out there, you know, coming in as a rookie you're kind of like feel like you're walking on eggshells and I think uh, you know this time around I'm a little more comfortable with myself and my position in the team and willing to speak out a little bit more what I'm feeling and you know show my personality a bit more than I was last year. You mentioned Bradley Wright Phillips and Luis Robles two two veteran guys who have had fantastic careers um, here in Major League Soccer for BWP especially because you you guys essentially play the same position on this team, how much of a influence has he been on you early now in your own professional career? Yeah, I mean, he's been great. He's, you know, he's very supportive. And I think uh, he watches me when I'm playing. He always has words of encouragement, has some advice for me. And, you know, I try and watch what he does and try and pick up little things here and there. So it's great to have him. What what do you pick up from a guy like that who's had so much success, who scores as many goals as he has? And and to me, one of the things that's always been so interesting about him is not necessarily always what he does on the field, but how he is off the field, the way that he is with his teammates, the way that he is with fans, the way that he carries himself as a professional athlete. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's a great all-around guy. You know, he's, he's a, talks among the younger guys, too, and he helps them out. And, you know, I, I try to pick up things on the field-wise, just like how he moves and the way he picks up the ball, what he does with it, and how, you know, where his runs are in the box, those kind of things. But I would feel also, you know, not being, you know, just being involved with the guys, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit, trying to just have a good time with it. There's been a, there's been a talk in Major League Soccer about maybe getting rid of the draft over the course of the next couple of years or how things are going to change with college players um, coming into the league. You're, you're actually the opposite of that. You're a guy who was drafted, who has started his professional career on a nice note, who has been part of the first team roster. Um, would you be one who would say the college draft is still really important for a lot of guys who, who want to go to school, want to get their degree, and then be part of Major League Soccer? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's definitely important for the guys coming out of college. You know, it's, uh, I think college soccer still has a role to play in development, but at the same time, you kind of see where teams are coming from in terms of they want to sign their homegrown players, guys that they coached up from a younger age and guys who know 
kind of like what's expected of them straight from when they're whatever 10 12 all the way up so you know kind of you kind of see from both angles where they're coming from but at the same time i do think uh there is value and it's coming out of college you didn't necessarily get exposed to those kind of mls academies you know you get drafted and we're and we're talking here with with brian white um new jersey native who will start his second professional uh career uh season coming up in his career um with this new 2019 mls season august of this past year 2018 a really special time for you i'd have to think number one you get promoted to the first team number two in the same month you start and you wind up scoring the goal that wins the game for new york at home against houston yeah i mean it was a quick month you know things came out pretty fast but it was uh yeah, I was ready for it. I was hoping that I was going to get my chance. Um, ever since coming in, joining the second team, trying to push myself to prove to the coaching staff that I could play with the first team, and then ultimately getting my first start at home, having uh, all my friends and family there, and scoring a goal was a special night. So, as we talked about um, a little bit before, the the roster makeup with a lot of young guys. We we spent some time earlier in this episode talking with Ben Mines, who's a homegrown signee younger player, um, younger than you because of your time in, in college at Duke. When you think of, of guys like that, does it make it easy or easier to be a younger guy in a New York Red Bull organization because you're not the only rookie? On, in, in some teams that are veteran-laden, there might be one or two young guys. There's a lot of young guys on this roster. Yeah, it definitely helps a lot. You know, we have a Especially in this camp, I know we have a lot of guys that we're on the second team that I'm comfortable with, and, and then we brought drafted a lot of younger guys. So I think we have a good mixture of uh, youth and then a good mixture of veteran guys, and I think everyone gets along pretty well together and it keeps a good vibe on the team. What do you feel like last year as the season continued through August, in September, all the way through November, and you were part of those playoff moments? You were part of the 18 at the back end of the season, got some playing time in some pretty pretty important games. Um, what, what do you think Brian White showed the Red Bull coaches and organization that he's he's ready to be on the big stage like this? Yeah, I think from a start when I had my start against Houston, I think I showed that I can play, and then ultimately coming off the bench, I showed that I'm willing to do the work and whatever the team needs, whether it's coming in and just running around and pressing the ball and making myself a bit of a nuisance, I could do that. Or if they need someone to come in and try and help score a goal, I can also come in and do that. So I just try to prove to the staff that I could do whatever they need me to do and try and prove my prove myself among the team. All right, so if I say four two three one, that's usually the formation, the favored formation for, for New York over the course of the last couple of years. You're you're the one. You're the you're the one guy up top. And that one guy up top is tasked with you say, well, you're a striker, you just have to score goals. That's not really it. I mean, if you watch when you're in the game or when you watch when Brad is, is in the game a predominant amount of time, the energy that you are expending just trying to, as you said, cause havoc, get in the way, slow teams down from getting out of the back, it's, it's a lot more than just scoring goals. Yeah, we're the first line of defense, really. So there's a lot of uh, expectation on the work that we do in terms of pressing out and kind of leading the charge, and then not only that, but coming back into the game and helping us get out if need be. So you got to be uh, willing to put in the work on both sides of the ball, really. How excited are you for this 2019 season? And I say excited, obviously you're going to say I'm, I'm hugely excited, but now that you're, you're with the team and if things continued on the path that they were 
um, at the end of last year, you're going to be with the team at the beginning through Champions League and have those opportunities to go to a Dominican Republic. And if things continue, maybe go to a place in Mexico uh, to go and play. Things that you watched last year that this year you have a chance maybe to be part of. Yeah, I mean, it'd be an amazing experience. Right? You know, uh, I always want to be involved with the team and experience new venues, new games, new styles of play and just trying to push myself to the highest level and playing in those games would definitely be a challenge, but something I'm really excited to be involved with. So you played some time um, in 2018 with, with New York Red Bulls too, before you got called up to the first team. And so much conversation when it comes to New York is the style of play and everybody being on the same page. You are a perfect person to ask this question. As you made the jump from USL up to Major League Soccer, I'm sure the level of play was a little bit different, but in terms of what you were tasked with doing, the transition had to almost be easy because you were you were already doing it just on another team. Yeah, I mean, when I got my start, the coaching staff were just like, listen, you know how, you know how we want you to play. You've been doing it all year with Red Bull 2, so just go out there and play that style of play, that same game, and you know, it kind of made the transition a little bit easier. Granted, the game's faster and stronger and all that, but at the same time, it kind of helps you know, transition up to the next level because you know what you, what's expected of you, what you're supposed to do. So we had uh, Tim Parker on an earlier episode of our of our Players Only podcast, kicking it. He's a big St. John's basketball guy. Look, you already got a smile on your face. You probably know where I'm going with this. You being at Duke, is there is there trash talk that exists when it comes to like right now, kind of the heart of the college basketball season? Well, between me and Tim, it has been a little bit trash talk. Uh, Johnny's go to Duke was next Saturday, I think. They've always had a, a one good non-conference game every year. Yeah, you know, they, I think the Duke lost last time at Madison Square Garden, and now they have to go down to the Cameron. And so I'm thinking that Duke, Duke's going to pull out the W. Yeah, a little bit of a jersey swap wager on that one, so we'll see what happens. But jersey swap. Yeah, if I think I think we're gonna do if the uh, Duke wins, he's gotta wear a Duke jersey. If St. John's wins, I have to put on the Johnny's jersey. You know, you had a you had a fantastic career when you were down there. Um, between being all ACC and 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 being in one of, if not the predominant best conference in all of college soccer. But the experience of being at a place like Duke, which everybody talks about, is this magical place. If you're not just uh, a student, but in your case, a student athlete, not only do you get to play the game that you love, but you also are in a pretty, pretty cool place to, to grow up in those college age years. Yeah, I mean, I loved all four years at Duke. It was the great, greatest time of my life, really. You know, I got to experience a lot of different things, met new people, love going to the basketball games. Basketball is probably my second favorite sport, so. Being, being able to support a basketball team like Duke, especially when the national championship my freshman year, was, you know, it was a great time. It was awesome to be uh, at the school at that time. Did you paint your face when you would go into the games? You weren't a face painter. You didn't, you would, would you wear anything crazy? Uh, no, I did not do that. Did you bounce up and down? I mean, you, almost, you probably almost have to, right? Yeah, you kind of have to. Just kinda, it'd be weird if you didn't. You're in that environment. Everyone's going crazy. It's, you know, it's a good time. So if you're, if you're a Duke person, and I said UNC, you probably just want to punch me in the face right away, right? Uh, don't, like don't like UNC. I mean, Duke doesn't really like anybody in the ACC, right? And nobody likes Duke. Uh, no one, definitely no one likes Duke. But yeah, you know, other ACC schools can, all right. But UNC? Whole different level of hate. Whole different level. Uh, let's finish with this one, Brian. For the 2019 season, 
um, every player I'm sure does this and, and some uh, probably make it not, not a bigger deal of it, but you know, you think what's the team goal? What's an individual goal? A team goal I, I get it's to, to win every game, advance in every tournament, be the last team standing with MLS cup, check off open cup, run in champions league, supporter shield again. But for Brian white, the individual, what are your goals for yourself this season? I think ultimately my goal is to be a more reliable option off the bench or even start, you know, uh, kind of make myself uh, more reliable with coaching staff, make, make sure they can trust me whatever situation they need me to be played in and just, uh, you know, being ready for whenever my name is called. I appreciate you coming by, giving us a couple minutes. Good luck the rest of preseason. Uh, look forward to seeing you during the course of the year. That is Brian White. Where's number 42 for the New York Red Bulls. We thank Ben Mines for coming on our Players Only Kicking It podcast. Gordon Stevenson is our engineer. I'm Matt Harmon. We'll see you down the line again. This is Kicking It on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network.